Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It is hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by another great small Alberta-based business. And if you're looking to support local businesses this weekend or any other, you might want to consider supporting Digitex. Digitex, don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Without further ado, uh, we will tell you that uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. That's a new number uh, for our text line, 780-496-0063. It's our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor. Uh, we're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me and Brendan. Uh, I'm at Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan is at Brendan Escott. Two E's and two T's. And we head off to our River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. And we are pleased to be joined for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta, who present live standard bread racing every Friday and Saturday nights out at Century Mile, 7.15 post-time. We welcome down at Rogers Place, Mark Specter, who's watching the Vancouver Canucks practice. Hey, Spec, how are you? Just down here at the community rink watching the Canucks go out of here. A spirited practice heading into this home and home, Bobby. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a big weekend for both these teams right now. Canucks uh, spec, uh, I mentioned it earlier in the show, and actually I got a text that people ask me, well, what's the Oilers number? Mark, 10 times this year Vancouver scored five or more goals. Uh, the Oilers have scored five or more goals just five times. But uh, there is there is a little bit of separation in the standings, and the Oilers want to keep it that way, and the Canucks want to do something about it. We should have a good couple games, eh? Well, the, I'll, give you, I'll give you a stat, Bobby, courtesy of our Sportsnet stats group back at Toronto. Uh, the last time that these two teams were both in playoff spots on November 28th was back in the 06-07 season. So they're com- the Oilers are coming off of their Game 7 loss against Carolina, yeah, and that's how long ago it was that on this date both teams were still a contending teams. So you know this is a big this is big for Vancouver. I mean, you better not let the order sweep you here because that'll put a big dent in the in the Pacific Division. And I think the order see a team that's been on the road for two weeks, and then their first game home is the second of this back and back ball. And I think we all know how those teams that's been on the road for two weeks plays when they get home. So I think the Oilers should smell some opportunity here. Well, the Oilers got outplayed by Vancouver the opening game of the year, but they got the better goaltending, and they ultimately got the 3-2 victory. Uh, Edmonton will not have Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, and, and probably Alex Chason. The Canucks have got some depth players out of the lineup. I mean, Sutter's kind of a third-line center right now. Um, do you know whether or not uh, Furland is skating today, Mark? 
Furland is skating today for the first time. Yeah, right, in so, a non-contact. So he role. will not be playing. So we don't think we're going to see him uh, this weekend. Uh, Anton Roussel has played a couple in uh, Utica. Yep. So he he's probably ready to come up and get involved in things. I would say after he had a great. He's got a game. Utica tonight. He's a good player, uh, like a good depth player, Bob. I've always liked that. Well, he had 31 points last year in basically 60 games before he blew out his knee. And he's, he's you know, he's obviously an agitating player. Uh, what about uh, Jay Beagle? Is he out there? No, he skated earlier uh, before practice. Jay Beagle. So, okay. Um, I believe he might have skated with Sutter. I'm not positive on that. There was two guys out there. I heard. I wasn't there for the pre-skate. Mark, I don't have my book in front of me right now, but uh, Elias and Jack uh, goes with Peterson on our broadcast. Uh, I believe he's at 97 points in 97 games. Connor McDavid had 107 points in his first 97 NHL games. The Canucks have got some real good talent at the top of the lineup between Besser, Peterson, Bo Horvat's a very good second-line center. Uh, This is a good hockey team Edmonton's going to be playing. Well, Quinn Hughes on the back end is looking like he could be a superstar defenseman. I mean, he's he's for a, a, such a young and small player. He's absolutely. I mean, I think he's sixth in defenseman scoring in a league, let alone for rookies. So, you know, I I think you know we all go on Twitter and we see a lot of the flack that General Manager Jim Benning's taken out there for this and for that, the good Branson trade. And look, guys don't win every trade. But I think they've assembled an excellent and very exciting team here. You're talking about 10 times this year they've scored five goals. Yep. And I think that's the kind of hockey fans want to watch. Sure, you got to keep it out of your net. you got to, you know, you need some goaltending. You need some defensive, uh, you know, to play a stout defensive game if you're going to win. But I love the looks of this Canucks team. And I think they're entertaining as heck. Well, it's interesting. Uh, it, both teams come in in a scenario where... You know, they're struggling a bit here. Uh, Pittsburgh, Vancouver had a 6-3 lead in that game, Mark, and they lost 8-6. And so yeah. they had a bad third period in Pittsburgh, and the Oilers got absolutely shelled in the final 35 minutes of that game against Colorado the other night. And Dave Tippett uh, commenting on the team being undisciplined. Uh, so both teams, you'd think, in theory, are looking for a little bit of redemption here as well. Well, they are. You know, the, the difference in the standings between these two teams, Bob, it's pretty easy to figure out. Edmonton's only lost two games in a row in regulation one time this year. Uh, Vancouver's on a spot where they've, you know, they're kind of teetering here, right? I think they're on this, in the five game road trip. I think they've won two. They've won something like four of their last 12 or five of the last 12. They're, they've not been able to stem the tide quite as well as the Oilers have. And that's probably the difference in the standing. So, you know, Edmonton's, I think Edmonton's a little ahead. Their, their star players are a little bit older. You know, Oscar Questlaw's been around a lot longer than Quinn Hughes. McDavid and Dreisaitl have been around a lot longer than Pedersen and Besser. So uh, Edmonton's a little bit ahead of Vancouver's progress, and Vancouver's where Edmonton was, Bob. Sometimes when you remember these days, they weren't long ago, when, when you lost two and all of a sudden you lost four, right? Yeah. I think that's what's making Edmonton better this year is the ability to stem that tide. And, and Vancouver, I think, is probably still trying to figure that out, right? We're joined by Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector, for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta again, live standard bed racing every Friday and Saturday night at Century Mile at 7.15. So, Mark, you think the Edmonton Oilers are ahead. We're at U.S. Thanksgiving. Are the Edmonton Oilers going to make the playoffs? Well, statistically speaking, they sure do look great. You know, it, it will, I think the one thing we'll say is it'll take a pretty epic collapse at this point not to. 
so I don't see any reason why this team would have an epic collapse unless a, you know, a whole bunch of injuries come down the pipe that we can't predict. I see no, I don't see a team, Bob, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't see a team that's doing it with mirrors here. You know, sure, McDavid and Drysaddle have carried him through a lot of nights. I get that. But now we're starting to see some depth scoring, and we're seeing excellent penalty killing, and you can't fake that. And we're seeing really good goaltending from both guys, and you can't fake that. So I think the things that are working for him are all, you know, this isn't a team with a, a 32% shooting percentage. They're, uh, they look fairly sustainable to me. What about you? Yeah, well, I mean, let's start in goal, because that was your big question mark when the season started. Uh, yep. I thought if Koskinen had less of a workload, he'd be a better goaltender. I don't think there's any question about that. He looks like a pretty good goalie most nights. Uh, oh, for sure. I mean, that should have been a 6-1 game against Colorado the other night, and he was excellent. Um, so you start in goal, and we know they're going to split this weekend. They're better in goal. They've got better special teams. I think the coach has been really inclusive and made everybody feel a part of things. You know what I mean, Mark? Yeah, oh, yeah. Everyone has a role here, you know, and, and I think, like, for instance, you don't see McDavid killing killing penalties. Uh, you know, there's a third or fourth line guy out there killing penalties and taking a lot of pride doing it. Yeah. And leaving McDavid a little bit pressure. I don't need, if I'm running the Edmonton Orders, I don't need McDavid out there facing point shots from, you know, <laughs> that, that could possibly injure him. So uh, I like what Dave Tippett's doing. He's got great buy in. He's got every guy in the group involved here. Both goalies feel like they're the starter. Uh, he's he's coaching the hell out of this team, Bob. There's no question. You know, and I, I look at the numbers, and it's interesting how things get skewered, right? Like uh, the Oilers line that's got Granlin with it with Foss and Russell. That line, those guys are pretty much even all year, Mark. Okay? Okay. And obviously, Sheehan and Archibald have gotten the tougher assignments. They've got more D-zone starts. And they're like minus six or minus eight, but they've done a good job killing penalties. And so there's a trade-off there. And then people say, well, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl, you know, 5v5. Well, they were really good in, in, in October, but they've been victimized a bit by empty net goals because I think the owners have only scored one or two empty netters, and they've given up like five. And there's been some bounces even on those empty, like the one, one that Bozak got against St. Louis. Like yeah. the Oilers have flat out missed shots from inside the blue line on the empty net, and Bozak gets one from his own zone on an outturn draw that curls right back into the net. So these things all have a way of evening out. I, I think Edmonton's a, a good team, Mark. Um, that said, I know we talked to Ken Holland when we were in Arizona. Um, I'm going to be intrigued to see what he can add if the orders continue down this path, you know, because logic dictates he'll be able to add something to, to help out this group, and, and I think we both would expect that to be up front, Mark, at this stage. Yeah, no question. They, they still have in Gaetan Haas and, and Riley Shane two fourth-line centers that are, yeah. you know, trying to, trying to fill the 3C and 4C holes. So if you could, you know, if you could find the right fourth line, uh, third line center that would make this team a lot stronger. And I would go so far as to say that there's going to be a, you know, there's going to be a goal scoring winger out there. Sure. There's going to be a guy that can shoot it. Right. Uh, I'm not saying Mike Hoffman, but I remember a UFA season or a, a trade deadline a couple of years ago when Hoffman was the big pick ticket out there. Uh, there's going to be that guy somewhere where you're going to be able to add him. You know, I'm going to say that Ken Holland probably thought when the season started, I won't be giving up much of the deadline this year. I'm yeah. going to keep my, you know, I'll keep my powder dry. 
uh, you know what? You may have to give up a third or a second and get the right people in here because maybe this team's worth spending a little money on it. Well, uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, look, Criders with the Rangers, they're obviously in a bit of a quick rebuild. You got uh, yep. Athanasio of Detroit, who's restricted, but is having a tough year. Taylor Hall, uh, again, New Jersey would have the best chance to sign him because of the cap space, but, you know, logic dictates as a, I, I mean, they can beat Montreal, but they're not beating a lot of other teams right now, and they're, they might be a little ways away. You might want, so, you know, there's some good wingers that could potentially be available there. Be intriguing to see what happens. Um, on that front. Uh, Mark, uh, very uh, very uh, quickly, just in terms of, again, from an Oilers-centric uh, perspective, how much do you think this group's going to miss Nugent Hopkins here over the weekend against Vancouver? Well, he's, uh, you know, he's that quietly gets a lot of things done guy, you know. he His work on the penalty kill alleviates McDavid from having to be on there for one. Uh, he's just he's, his face-off percentage has come up this year finally in his career. He's winning face-offs. Uh, you know, we all watch him play. He's such a highly skilled guy. He helps that power play be the best power play in the league. So, yeah, they're going to miss him, man. He's a good player. He's an understated, quiet, really good player. And guess what? Everyone's got injuries, you know. No one's crying for the Oilers. They've got to figure out a way to win without them. Well, that's what made the wins over Vegas and Arizona so impressive is, uh, you know, I mean, the Oilers were a little nicked up for the game against Vegas. They didn't have Nugent Hopkins against Arizona. Those two teams were completely healthy. Uh, for those two games, and the Oilers right. wins there. It's been a good start, Mark. I know Vancouver. I can tell already there's less pucks bouncing around. They're about to get off the ice. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow night. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Take care. You bet. That is Mark Specker live from uh, the Community Arena, Rogers uh, Place, downtown Community Arena. We'll mention again, there are tickets available for tomorrow night's uh, game, uh, Edmonton and the Vancouver Canucks. We will have uh, 6.30 uh, face-off show puck drop. Uh, at 8 o'clock both nights, Edmonton and the Vancouver Canucks. Make sure you go down and see the gang at Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin. Get a no-charge winter performance package on most cars, trucks, and SUVs. I can tell you that Brent Ridge is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. It's the uh, last uh, day of uh, screaming Black Friday deals on right now. Call one 877 Seven seven thirty six seventy three, or visit BrentRidge.com. Uh, I, I know Uncle Milt isn't there today. I hear he might be down south. But uh, I know Johnny and Rich and the gang, they'll take care of you out at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. That was Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, uh, presenting live standard red racing every Friday and Saturday night at Century Mile, post time 7.15. Do want to mention to you, Again, tomorrow, Small Business Saturday. Another uh, great local company, Japanese Village. And guests on the show receive certificates to Japanese Village. Uh, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South Downtown Northside and Short Park locations. And if you're listening to a show called... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. 
Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers now. My guess is many of you are Oilers fans. Well, Don and the gang down at Japanese Village, they're on board with the Oilers. This is Oilers now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chet. He's a pretty good player, that Connor McDavid kid. Uh, all right, uh, quick out of town NHL today because there's so many games going on. Elite Sportswear, another one of those fine Alberta-based companies for Small Business Saturday. Go out and support your local businesses this weekend or any other. Uh, the Boston Bruins have tied it. It is 2-2 and no surprise. David Pasternak has his 24th goal of the year. Corrali scored earlier with a second. Um, Pavel Buchnevich and Philip Hedl have scored for the Rangers. Strom has an assist for the Rangers. He's having a terrific year, almost a point per game. Yes, he's a... I believe he's an RF. Can you check that? Is he a UFA at the end of this year for me, uh, Mr. Escott? Uh, Jake DeBrusque, who is an RFA, has a pair of assists. Uh, Bruins just getting Charlie Coyle, another Boston area player, uh, signed to an extension the other day. They got to get Tory Krug and Jake DeBrusque done here this uh, summer. My guess is they're going to try to bridge Jake. It's sort of been the reoccurring theme that they have had going on. Uh, this text comes in on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Dirk says, hey, Bob, uh, who would you see the first call-up being amongst the forwards? I'd like to see Courier Benson have a look. Leave Yamamoto in the minors. Thanks from Dirk. I am led to believe, uh, don't be surprised, if Connor Yamamoto, he's missed the last four games. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he's back in the lineup tonight. They take on San Jose, the Barracuda, after the Sharks play the Kings this afternoon. Uh, this text comes in saying, and, and hey, uh, just so everybody knows, we have a new text system. It would be helpful if you put your name to the text or your, your handle that you want to roll with. That'd be great. Um, Bob, there's no question that Dave Tippett has his team running on almost all cylinders. I watch uh, one of these top teams. Uh, they are rarely top-notch all season. The only thing that matters is that the systems are a go when the playoffs begin. Well, and people forget that about the great Oilers teams. They learned. You know, they had the big step forward year in 81-82, got bounced out by the Kings, and then, you know, were in the final in 83, won the Cup in 84 and 85, upset in 86, won the Cup in 87-88, bounced first round in 89, won the Cup in 90, and made it to the uh, conference finals in 91-92. Their teams evolved, but they always played better defense when it came crunch time come playoffs. People never, I mean, yeah, they could score. I mean, the mid-80s, they were, you know, the high-scoring team in NHL history, but they could lock her down. You win game one of the 1984 Stanley Cup final against the Islanders. You win one nothing. Tippett has uh, been inclusive in his approach. He's he's made everybody feel an important part of this team. Uh, the simple perspective is, while well, the Oilers have the top two scores in the NHL, and we are blessed to have them. Uh, and just think back to our conversations in the 2014 draft, and there were people that didn't want Leon Dreisaitl at that time. Not a lot. A lot of you, I'd say 60% of the listeners of the three guys, of Reinhardt, Dreisaitl, because we all knew Ekblad was going number one. But I would say that the higher percentage of the three sort of centermen out there, because Reinhardt was seen as a center, uh, playing for Kootenai, he had a wonderful playoff series that year against Calgary. Uh, 
Dreisaitl, who played against the Oil Kings, who would eventually go on to win the Memorial Cup that year, and uh, Sam Bennett. I'd say the majority of the people that text Oilers now back then wanted Leon Dreisaitl, but I don't think anybody thought he'd turn out to be a top-five triple-A player in the league, uh, right there with uh, Connor. And so... But it's more than just McDavid and Drysaddle. At least it is for me, and I think for most of you it is. Penalty killings, you know, the last time I checked, second in the league. Power play, second in the league. They're good, you know. Uh, two good goaltenders. I cannot reiterate this point more. Mike Smith and James Neal coming, uh, you know, we were with Calgary last year. Both guys have helped give the Oilers a little bit more spirit. That's the politically sensitive um What's, some some people use the term juice. That might be an old school uh, term, uh, you know. But uh, they've they've certainly helped out as well. To the Oilers now injury report brought to you by James H Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, I gotta shoot a text off to Trent. I know what I'm doing Sunday afternoon, Brendan. Speaking of uh, football, they better have the Ravens in San Francisco on in Vancouver. In our hotel. That's all I'm going to tell you. Because we're going to play Saturday night. We're going to fly right after the game. We're not going to have a skate Sunday. We're going to have an availability. And they better have that game on the TV. That better be the feature game of the week. Lamar Jackson against the 49ers defense. That's going to be a kicker. What do you got for me on the injury report? Okay. I found where the rest of the the stuff I was going to talk about in NHL today went. I put it in the wrong part of my prep. So we do know that uh, Habs forward Jonathan Drouin revealed today that he tore tendons in his wrist. That's why he had surgery last week. Still no timetable established for his return. The Canucks have been missing Antoine Roussel all season long. He had an off-season ACL surgery. You mentioned it, Michael Furland skating, but he hasn't played at all this month. He's had a concussion. Brandon Sutter on the IR with a groin strain. Not a huge surprise for him. He's had an injury plague career really. And Jay Beagle day-to-day with a lower body issue. Uh, Matt Benning apparently skating again. Alex Chason is joining him in concussion protocol right now. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins will miss this weekend's action against Vancouver. He had a uh, small procedure on his hand. There we go. It is 128 in Edmonton. We are going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, uh, a mental health advocate, uh, former NHL goaltender, uh, Corey Hirsch, who now works for the Vancouver Canucks radio broadcast. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.